0: Thank you. and welcome everybody back to the rlpc redirect podcast we are back as i promised on stream we did not quit we are not done uh we were just taking a hiatus as there's not much to talk about in the off season but we are back uh, with some brand new faces as you can probably tell uh we we did some more desk stuff and we, we interviewed some people and so of course my name is dead medic i am back as always your favorite desk host ever in the world but joining me today first off starting us off we got lsm how you doing brother
1: i'm doing pretty good
2: how about you
0: doing all right doing all right of course we also have max
2: i'm doing fantastic thank you for asking (laughs) how are you Dad?
0: all right indeed and finally to round us out we have Klopp.
3: hello i'm excited to be here
0: (laughs) (laughs) into it i mean there's obviously not much to talk about at the moment draft currently
2: There's a 51% chance at 7 p.m. I'm being haunted.
0: Help me. I'm being held hostage by Alexa. All right. Uh, anyway, sorry about that. Uh, so there's not much to talk about. The draft, of course, did just happen. We were recording this on Thursday. So the draft, the spillover draft actually just ended yesterday. Uh, so, you know, a couple maintenance things. We always like to start off with maintenance here. Um, we are going to be doing this. every week maybe every two weeks it really depends on our schedule but I'm hoping to get at least once out a week during the regular season and preseason we still need analysts uh, so the way we did this last season if you guys are not familiar with uh, with this podcast is we had a bunch of analysts coming through our media team discord that we made specifically for this podcast if you guys want to link to that let us know. I'll probably put one in chat as you guys are watching this. Uh, this is pre-recorded. Uh, I think we're going to do a mix of pre-recorded and live this season. Uh, we did a lot of live towards the end of last season and pre-recorded in the beginning, but I think we're going to do a healthy mix this time. We do upload it to YouTube and Spotify and we use we use recorders. So what you'll do is basically join the server or, and say, oh yeah, I want to be a, a recorder. And you'll just give me like a brief paragraph of whatever league you're in. So if you're in MAV or you're in AA, uh, and then I can use that to sort of know okay who, where, where's the juicy drama you know which teams are supposed to be good that kind of thing And i'll bring you up on the podcast we do as well have de- uh, desk guests we obviously don't have one now is this is really isn't a super formal one this is really just to get us back out in the community but uh, so if you're interested in a guest position you can join as well and let me know uh, that's really based on us uh, so know uh, how you want to come through and what we want to talk about that week uh, other than that maintenance uh once again i'll be having the media team town hall next week i still need those channels to be made for me uh we're finalizing the transfer of power to me as the media team board head and yeah so i think that's about it uh any questions you guys got in chat usually i'm around when these things debut so we are we got a ton of changes coming to you a lot of media team stuff to announce so thank you guys for tuning into this and we'll get right into the action today so first thing we were going to talk about really is just uh the draft right so how do you guys you know how do you think the draft went is there any surprises you guys had anything that you really liked from the draft of course we are doing away with that style of draft if i remember correctly uh for season 16 and onward we will no longer have that like bidding round draft although i actually kind of liked it i don't know what do you guys takes on it i really like i
3: think go ahead thank you i i really liked that style of draft just because We haven't had the influx of players that we really needed to have a more traditional draft. And it causes a little bit more chaos and a little bit more competition for certain people. Um, But I am also looking forward to getting back to more players being in a more structured environment. Yeah. All right,
0: Alessandro, what were you going to say?
1: My thoughts on it really were, um, I like it a lot more because you have a lot of players who go to a lot of tryouts, and they're well-known, and you really get to see that in this style of draft when five or six different peds are, or teams are in a bidding war for them instead of just, hey, I have the higher pick, so I can go ahead and take them from you.
0: Yeah, Max, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I, I liked it a lot, too. Um, I guess this year there were certainly like five or six players that really stuck out, so having a lot of draft capital making smart trades throughout the season meant a lot more than just the your highest team doing poorly and you getting a good draft spot, which which was really good. It it, it gave more power to the GMs in their moves during the season, and it really paid off in the draft for some teams.
0: Yeah, I did see some some people complaining though, just in terms because. Uh, certain you know teams would had a team that they would field, and they were a really good team, but they just didn't want to play. So they ended up getting really good draft picks, but having a good team anyways. Uh, so there's some arguments about that I saw and you know how they wanted that structure. So I'm actually really curious to see what what we move to, right, back to Season 16, like what style of draft. And I know uh, one of the other topics that I wanted to bring up, but first of all, in relation to this, I wanted to I'd say I forgot. Uh, I wanted to say that we have changed streamers as our own recorders. Uh, we do have M- Mike here with us. So huge shout out to him. I mean, he's been helping with the production side of things. I'm recording hello, but, um, we have this Papa Medic, once again, you guys are familiar, you've seen him before, uh, yeah, so, um, but, uh, so I want to give Mike his due, he's been super incredible on the production side, obviously programming the bots, coming through with the, this recording, other recordings, streaming, he's managing the streamers, so huge shout out to Mike, you might hear him, sometimes I don't think he's going to be on this one as my TV turns off, uh, but... He- The other thing I was going to bring up about this draft, though, is you... I did have... You know, you've seen a lot of complaints lately that people who did not get picked up... And really, this only applies to P4 is pretty much all the indie people got uh, picked up. There were more picks than indie uh, players, indie draftees. Uh, There were some complaints that, like, they really wanted the uh draftees that did not get picked up in p4 to go straight to free agency that way they could be you know with the new subsystem obviously now uh you're not doing sub ups or sub downs you sub you pull from free agent and then you could like you know press somebody really well and get signed to a team they wanted them to go to free agency so they could utilize them but but obviously danger said no 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 the way it's supposed to go is to waitlist and i wanted you know you guys take on that do you like that they they would go to waitlist and you have to go through all of that or do you think they should just go straight into free agency if you don't get picked up on the draft
2: i think you go straight into free agency like you look at every other major league um nba nfl i don't know too much about the other leagues but in those leagues if you're undrafted you can try out for whatever team you want to and if you do well enough you'll get a roster spot i don't see why they can't just go straight to fa
1: um my thoughts on it were is i don't quote me on this i'll have to go back and look at whatever announcement it was I think he said you can utilize both FA and waitlist for the subsystem, Mm. the way that's going to work. I think you can do both. And I personally think that I like the idea of going to waitlist because it means that next season they'll be in the draft again instead of having to go straight into free agency.
0: And then just hope they get picked up. Yeah, yeah,
1: because it gives you a season to, like, improve. Mm -hmm. And then next draft, maybe you'll be that top prospect everybody wants.
3: Mm -hmm. I... I'm kind of a mixture of both of you. I, I think that they should go to FA. I think it would be simpler for everybody. But at the same time, I understand some point of view as to why they wouldn't.
0: sub right you're in the middle of the season you need a sub this really isn't going to apply as much to preseason because people should be showing up right because you're trying to fill out teams you got like seven players you got to cut it down so but when you're in the regular season and you're like okay i I got to pull a sub today none of my boys can show up whatever um, would you go straight to free agency and that's where you would start looking first because you're like these guys are tried and true in the league before or would you go and look at that wait list as well and make the overall pick I mean what do you guys think the average GM would do right does he go with one or the other or, or a mix of both
2: I mean, I, I get who you get. Like, I know last season um, when my team held tryouts, I wasn't a GM, but like we DM'd so many people, and only like five responded to come to the tryout. So I think you need to have everybody you can to try and fill out those sub spots. Like, <laughs> it, it's difficult to find people because a lot of the time when a player's not on a team, it's not because no team wants them; it's because they don't try and get on a team. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's where the issues come from.
3: I kind of yeah. disagree with you there a little bit Um, you and I held a tryout earlier this season and we had two full lobbies going so if if you get tryouts like that you have plenty of names that you know who can play well with you who can't play well who has issues who stands out you have a list of at least five or six names if they didn't get picked up to Mm kind of poke at
2: to pull for sucks. Right yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah. Oh, go oh ahead.
1: Okay. I sort of think that um one what you're saying is that yes, a lot of those people you know their names, but those are the people that honestly get um end up getting drafted or put on a team mm-hmm. because I remember last season with the Raptors I was AGM doing the GM stuff at the time and um we we had to hold a second tryout later on in the season. Because, I don't know, some sort of situation. And we had no one show up to that. And that is that is when these subs are going to come into play, when it's later in the season, and these active people aren't going to be active anymore.
2: Right, yeah. Um, I agree. That's exactly like the situation I was talking about. Because um, at that point, like, really kind of the key spot getting on a roster is activity. A lot Ooh. of these players, they are active. They can't get to the games. And the key thing you need with a sub is to be there. So it, it's kind of a catch-22 that you're creating. In order for this concept to work, you need a lot of active players that can't get on a team. And in some leagues, there's almost no extra players. So it it's going to be a struggle to figure out what happens there.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, it just it reminds me. So I used to be a captain in United Rogue uh, for a very long time, you know, several seasons. And I... Uh, basically would always turn my team over, Uh, because the way I like to run that team was just, like, we're here to have fun. The problem would be that, of course, when you're a team that doesn't win a ton of championships, right, and people want to go their own way, or especially when you're dealing with, like, 2K players, they're just like, you know what, Rocket League sucks, bye. Uh, But I would have, I remember, uh, two straight seasons in a row, I had one tryout that I had 75 people show up to and one that I had 63 I think it was. So I had like tons of players in there and I had to like deal with that. But the problem was when you narrowed it down either there were players that other teams wanted as well because you would go to every team's tryout or uh, they're, they're players that promise you they can show up, right? And So you're like okay I'll, I'll pick you guys up and you do pick them up and then they are like oh actually i can only play every friday afternoon at three because i have band practice and, da, 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 da. and you're like well, okay where was this when i told you these are the times that i would need you and they're like oh well i didn't know or whatever they, they, a lot of people do that they they're like oh yeah no no, i totally could make it if i'm on this team and then they, you get on the team and they're like ah maybe not uh, so I do think that it, it gives you an opportunity, you know, pushing them to waitlist and FA so that you can be like, okay, who's got the schedule? But at the same time, you know, I, I like the idea of you get to go back into the draft. So you like, you're guaranteed almost to try to find a team if you really put forth that effort. But I do think that it's a long season. So to, to remain waitlist, and I don't think you can, can you get picked up from a team from waitlist? Like, can you, like, sub... If you're in a waitlist if they can do that can you that team be like yeah yeah i want to pick you up or are you restricted and you still have to wait and stay in free or waitlist until you go back to that next draft because i think that's important because if you can't get on the team i don't like it because it's too long of a season and i agree that it would discourage players from joining the league because you don't find a team you feel bad and then no team can sign you why would you stay right like
1: yeah so this is actually a perfect question to answer since i deal with that um waitlisters first of all i looked waitlisters can be used as a sub in Mm. the new system that's going to happen um but no the way a waitlister works and this is something that's been around for i don't know how long but ever since i've been here is um gms can send in replacement players requests so if a player is not playing or they can't be making games for like a week or two and it's just a constant thing and issue they're not responding or something like that we will get a request and then we will go in and talk to the player if we don't get a response then we go to waitlist and that is where we can um we'll we'll ask who wants to be put on a roster if they're available and throw them on a roster and this is a way for like waitlisters to actually get on rosters but it does require someone to be mia for a little bit Mm
0: mm-hmm yeah, so it's like, let's say you just have a player that's, like, annoying or whatever. I would honestly say as a GM, I'd rather go to FA, because that way I can get them on that team and I know who I'm signing. than it's just, who's in that waitlist? Let's get them on here. Let's, let's give them a go, you know? Like, With the replacements player, they can do both. You can send in,
1: I want to go to FA, or I want to go to waitlist.
0: Yeah. Y- you know, I-, I just think, too, that if I was a GM, I'd be like, okay, FAs know how this works. They know the times. They know the league. I'd rather go there first. And that's just me. That might not be all GMs, but I just think that's, you know, to be fair though, if you were to integrate them, then would you have that same feeling, right? You'd be like, I I don't know who these guys are in free agency a lot of the time or whatever. So I think it's, it's like a dual edged sword. Like I, I like, I like that you get to go back through the draft and I know there were some arguments and suggestions about like, uh, if you were free agency, she should be allowed in the draft anyways, but I definitely disagree with that because I think it takes away from new players. Uh, you know, people that have not been had, had the opportunity to play in the league is we only have a limited amount of spots, at least for like P four and things like that. So I don't know, well, but any yeah.
3: To, just a follow up, LSM. Is there any other way that waitlist players can get on a roster during the season, or no? No,
1: just through the replacement okay. player system.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so can... yeah. Go ahead.
2: I think like a potential fix that to that could be like waitlisters have the ability to get signed mm-hmm. um, but if they don't get signed then they go back in the draft kind of like uh, i think that might be the best way to do it, it could work it'd probably be kind of complicated changing roles and stuff like that but for the sake of this season what's needed and in, like integrating that new subsystem it might be what has to be done
3: but isn't mm-hmm. that basically well, I- just like free agency instead of of F.A.
0: turn them into AFs okay they're all different I totally swear (laughs) that's
1: the point I was going to point out is I think that the reason we don't do that is we want to have that multi-step process where so you weren't drafted your wait list now we want the F.A.s who have already been here but didn't get signed to be chosen first because they've been here longer it's sort of like a first come first serve sort of basis
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I get it Uh, I I will say though, uh, just really quick guys uh, I forgot to say this in the beginning Uh, I say it every time, it's mostly for you guys watching so you're not confused, I know uh, part of this desk, two guys are managers uh, the other two one of which is a captain and one of which is, a, is an AGM so none of our views here uh, reflect the league this is not our managerial standpoint of like I want there to be you know waitlist to go to FA or whatever uh th- like we are given official answers in terms of like this is how it works uh, but all views expressed on here are our own okay so it's not like we're gonna you know go into to your suggestion and be like well I shoot it down because I'm a manager and I can do that on here right that's not the way this works it's just our viewpoint we are not making official decisions in any official capacity any of that would be done through the server just want to clarify that so you guys know we're not knocking the system and we're not telling you officially what we're going to do as managers so just want to put that out there so you guys know there's no confusion we're not officially knocking down any of your ideas. We're just discussing them in our capacity. So, just want to put that out there. But, you know, any final kind of thoughts you guys had on that or, or just in the draft in general, right? I think uh, you know, I talked about it during the time. Obviously, the record I don't think got broken for T-Man there in the last draft That of a and like thirteen, I think he corrected me in chat uh, points. Uh, I, I just really, again, was surprised by the amount of single A and double A people in P4 that teams were shooting for. And I know we discussed it on the desk, mash club you guys were with me for the P4, but like you know i just it, it still surprised me and yeah i get it people were ranking up and ranking out and that kind of thing but it just was like i felt like gm's really prioritizing maybe building their team from that starting block and keeping them all the way through the next season
2: yeah i didn't think about that now that you bring it up like getting your a players and then just like moving them up and growing them um which is like another aspect but I, what klopp mentioned um at the p4 draft were, like, no complete A-teams. Like, there was, like, six teams to draw from. And if you found a team that didn't have a full team, it was, like, random draftees that you've never heard of before just, like, scrapped together for the scrim. Basically trying out in scrims. But now, like, looking at the rosters, like, it's rare to find a team that isn't overpopulated with players. So it's, it's really interesting how it worked out.
3: Yeah, A now only has two teams, being the Embers and the Rattlers, who don't have four players. Every other team has four players or more on their team. So I think it was just a need. They, they needed A players. They needed AA players to fill out those rosters. So they spent what picks they had on them.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it was really a lot of... You have these players from AA and single A last season who moved up to AAA or major, or some, some got high, but in all seriousness, like there was a vast amount of people who have already proven themselves up in AAA and major now so those rosters got filled really quick because of that where there was a decent amount of single a and double a free agents but by the time those who proved themselves were already picked up there was still a lot of space that needed to be filled by the draftees so i think that's really what caused that to happen
0: Mm-hmm. I do know, though, that there are some people in free agency that are still like, yo, know, like, like pretty well known, but they're still looking for a team, uh, you know, specifically on thing like I saw Alfie today and a couple others, you know. So it was actually interesting to me how many draftees really got picked up. Now, I, of course, I know that uh, we, again, had more, at least in the indie version, we had more picks than players. Uh, but then for P4, it, there were some players towards the end that I think people were just burning their picks on to get them out of there. So, it'd be curious to see. You know, we saw a couple people get, like, picked up and then immediately dropped, which I felt kind of bad for. But at the same time, like, it, it's just a GM move, right? Get rid of your last pick. Pick up somebody you really, you're not going to keep anyways. And I actually would prefer, I think, getting picked up and dropped immediately so that you have an opportunity to find another team. You just move straight to free agency, you know, to do tryouts. Then just, oh, yeah, well, I'll sign you and keep you all through preseason. But I already know I'm not going to keep you. Like... I, you know, I think that hurts the player more than anyone else.
3: I but my, my At least you have a shot. You can go and try it with other teams if they're still holding tryouts, which is not uncommon still, especially if there are teams with not full rosters. So there there still is a chance for you to get picked up and for you to play on a team this season rather than just get drugged two weeks through the preseason just to get, get the boot.
2: Mm-hmm
1: yeah from a uh, gm perspective when i was drafting i wanted to i had like a two point value pick for a while and i wanted to get someone off of it just so maybe i get lucky and i draft this player and he'd be like the best player in maver indy this season mm. so i think it's better to go for that because even if you don't like them as you said they go to free agency and they get more of a
0: shot coming up yeah i will say that uh you know, it's I, I saw some arguments though that happened because you get picked up and then dropped, and the player would like ping the GM or AGM uh, specifically. I'm thinking of, like raid was in one, and then they were arguing back and forth. And I'm like, I think from a GM perspective, if you do that, you need to know that when when a player gets upset like that, you just you just don't you don't respond. You just say, hey, this is this was the plan. Sorry that this worked out for you, because I think you're just going to foster bad feelings. The player's already not going to like you, right? Because they were like, oh, I'm on this roster. And no matter what, no matter how you got on a roster, if you get kicked off, you you feel kind of bad in the preseason. Like, even with me and the Sharks, right? It's like, you know, I'm not mad at Nuss. Like, he did what he needed to do, like, whatever. But you still harbor some bad feelings in terms of, like, okay, well, why did I get dropped over this player who I literally have had multiple individuals come to and say, you're better, and that kind of thing. you're right, so you're going to always have that feeling of, like, did you just think I was worse than everybody else on the team if there's, like, seven people, so I think you just got to not really respond in that situation, but, you know, it brings up an interesting point, you know, we we're talking about you draft a lot of low, and so what I'm actually kind of curious about is, you know, we had discussed this in suggestions a while back, but uh, like coaching, right? Like uh, a lot of teams have like a single guy that does a little bit of coaching for them. Some teams don't do it at all. Others have like really like big GM involvement. Uh, but but you got to wonder, right? Are some of these teams going to actively invest a little more in coaching, or as a server, do you think that would be a good idea? So that these guys that are in single A or double A, if your goal is to foster them and you know grow them through your organization, would you want to do that with those single and double A? Because a lot of the time, I think your coaching is focused on your like Indian MAV affiliate, and yeah, that's that's okay. That's helpful. It's great for them, but. Do you think there needs to be more coaching, maybe either from an RLPC perspective, like a coaching role, or from a team perspective, in terms of your single and double A individuals to try to keep them in your org and grow them as players?
3: I think it's a great idea. Um, I have been very, very grateful to play with Gat, who many of you already know, but he is my stepbrother, so I have been able to get lots of. Coaching from him, and he doesn't do that with just me. He does it with our entire organization. So if replay reviews are needed, he does them. Sometimes he's not always available, but he's more than willing to do them um, and help grow players. And he he typically signs people to one-season contracts, so it's not just to grow the people and keep them in our org, but it's to mm-hmm. grow them as players because we all come to this league to be better at the game play more competitive Rocket League and get better at the game I think more game involvement in that would be wonderful Mm
0: -hmm. yeah I agree
2: Oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead.
0: oh, I was just going to say, I have to disagree. You know, you play one season with CXL, dude. I feel like I've lost all of my skill, all of my abilities. So. Oh, no, I love you, CXL. No problem. Go ahead. Nice.
3: <laughs> no,
1: in, in all seriousness, though, I think that we should. I don't think we should try and, like, always bring them in. But I think if someone wants to come in and entirely coach, we should be able to let that happen. And maybe if we ever got enough, like, assign, hey, this is your org to coach, and i think it would be cool and i think a lot of especially the independent level players would love to see that happen and maybe even the below mmr like it helps them get up and be able to play so i think it would be a cool idea to implement like a coaching system or a way where we allow coaches in like an official rlpc one or,
0: or org based you mean
1: in both senses like you can have hey this is the these are like just the list of coaches we have and maybe they'll focus on one org but like, say a below MMR player comes up to them and like, "Hey, coach me." we
0: Will allow that to happen to? Yeah, so Max, I know you were going to say something. What were you what were you going to say earlier?
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, LSM, you might not know this, but I, I was given the Raptors coach role in the Raptors org. So I guess yeah, I guess G- that's I'm a... GM. I saw that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I pay attention. Yeah. But like i think it would be really interesting i think i think it would be a great idea like in this offseason the community kind of came together with a shortage of map players and helped a lot of players get up to 1000 mmr it ended up resulting in players getting boosted and then their egos getting boosted and then a bunch of arguments ensuing and so forth but i think a more um succinct system could be created uh in which players are able to reach out without like pinging each other in general and things like that. Either having coaches assigned to an org or having like RLPC coaches with like office hours where players can come in and ask questions, things like that. Mm
0: I think the uh, I like the org idea better in, in terms of because I think the the only problem that I for, like I really like the idea of coaches right I, li- I I do I used to do a little bit of coaching for my guys like I, I would do that uh, not not my Bobcats guys but for United Rogue mostly uh, for lower tier players like I, I was perfectly happy to do that the problem you run into especially for me the, the problem I could foresee with like RLPC coaches is of course you're gonna want you know the best of the best players right or at least somewhere equivalent you're gonna want at least a major or triple high triple A player right that's just makes sense right because they're good at the game uh but the problem with that is is twofold i think and we actually saw this in the bobcats org uh you a lot of those players either don't want to commit the time to do that uh but even the ones that do a lot of them feel like they should be paid and that that's a big issue right here obviously you're not going to get paid to do that through rpc so are they going to devote all those extra hours to to doing You know, a non-paid coaching—is it going to be an hour? How are you going to do the coaching? You know, is it going to be like really intensive replay review, or are you going to play with them in game? You know, there's different styles to that. So I think having like an org-assigned coach would be really cool. The problem is, can you field that many people that want to coach? Right? For each org, you need one guy. There's a ton of orgs. You know, can you do that? And I'm realistically, I don't know. Um, You know, like I can think off the top of my head, maybe four or five people that would do it, but that's obviously not enough. And so while I like the idea. You know, I just wonder that could you find the people that would want to do it? Maybe a few, you know. But then also, uh, I think the only other pitfall that I could see is uh, some, sometimes when you coach, you do run into those players that ask to be coached but don't really want to be coached. Uh, I, I like to call these players the vanity players. They come through and they're like... I want you to coach me. What they really want you to do is look at their replay and tell them all their good things, like yeah, you're indie, but you can flip reset, da 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 da. And then when you go, but your gameplay sucks, right? You don't rotate or don't boost manage or whatever. Like you're really upset. They're like, oh no 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 no, I got a reason that I don't do that, and I got a reason that I don't do that, and I got a reason that I don't do that. And you're like, okay, well then why do you want to be coached if you got a reason for everything you do and you just know how to play, right? And so that's the other thing I think you would run into is you get a lot of arguments of like he just doesn't coach me right, but it's really maybe on the player side as well. And so I just wonder, you know, do you guys think it would be better from an RLPC, like four or five coaches, like you said, with office hours, or do you think orgs, like having a coach would be the better solution? Uh,
3: I th- go, th- oh, ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead.
2: It's all right. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think the org thing uh, would work a lot better. That way, it's a more close relationship. Um, hmm. And the coach can identify which players are going to waste their time and which aren't. Um, especially if it's RLPC focused, they can't really do that because if, like, someone gets pissed off, then it's mod mail time, and then that's a whole issue that gets created. <laughs> so I think you're right, the org thing could work. Um, but then, like, other players, if they want to coach, just, like, be like, hey, in gen chat, any MAV players want coaching? I'll help coach you. And then they can, of course, decide then if a player's not listening, then they just won't coach anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think the org idea would work a lot better. What were we gonna say, Klopp?
3: I think that the org idea in principle would as a system would work better Mm -hmm. but i also think the supply of coaches isn't going to fit the demand so yeah i think individual coaching sessions would work better in the interim if for some reason we we can't get as many coaches or somehow do get coaches for every single org in the entirety of lpc but i i think in principle it would be better if we could get um, coaches for all the orgs, but I don't think Mm -hmm. there's enough people that are really willing to do that and put the time into it. Yeah. yeah,
1: and I, I really think the other big issue is independent, the orgs there are a lot easier to actually do that with, get them certain coaches, but it's really like the P4, where you run into problems, because like if, say, I was GM of just i know this will never happen but i was gm of the sharks org Mm -hmm. and a player like slice wanted coaching like how am i gonna coach slice a man who's 2k and i'm down here 1500 like Mm -hmm. he's way better than me and i think that's where you run into problems is when these people who are worse than you start trying to coach you Mm -hmm. and i think that is why it would be better to have individual like coaches that you approach especially that saying like I can coach up to this level, and then this guy can coach up to that level. Mm -hmm. And I think that'd actually be a good way to label it.
0: I do think that's interesting, though, because, you know, you you think RLPC, most of those coaches are not higher level than the obviously the pros right the reason that 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 works and even the reason the casters can be like silver and still cast right and still sound good and no it's because you have technical knowledge of the game right you just know how it should be played whether you can do that mechanically is a different you know question or you can implement that but you just have technical knowledge you know the game you know overwatch does this really well too uh, a couple of the casters are silver and obviously we see that the other dudes are like leagues and miles ahead of them but they cast them anyways and they do it really well because they know the theoretical aspects of the game uh, you think like mclando right i've played with him and ranked many times he's not a 2k player but he coaches he coaches the pittsburgh knights so i think from that perspective it would just be you need to respect your coach but you do run into the issue of because this is a community league they might not respect you because you don't have really any accomplishments or whatever Uh, i do think though that i i just i still like the idea of coaches and the way united road used to do it which is an interesting concept is you would just ask a coaching like channel of like hey i want to know how to you know flip reset i just can't get it to work what do i do and and people would respond the problem with that is even if we restricted that to a specific role that could respond first of all you would have to let people input a question there so you can't restrict that channel right because then maybe any person couldn't post in it but even if you did somehow manage to do that uh, I, I there are certain individuals that i would worry just go in there and meme on you especially if you have that an open channel you go okay well i just want to know how to rotate and somebody goes well just get better really like, okay and i think that would discourage people from using it so i like the idea of coaches but guys if you're in the community and you know a really good way to put forth like a, a coaching suggestion feel free to put it in the suggestion channel and of course nus goes through those and so does a lot of the uh, rlpc management see if they're viable so if you guys have a better you know thing that this what we were talking about today or you have a completely different view and you think one of the coaches methods you know works and would work for rlpc i think that's something that really could help the league in terms of longevity for lower players because we did have like I said less it felt like indie people sign up for the league and you got to wonder how can you boost those numbers and that kind of thing. Uh, I do want to move on as, we, as you know to keep with time here. Um so we were going to you know do like our top teams of every league. We you know I'm going to leave that up to you guys. Do you still want to do that because obviously people have seven players. We could do that next episode where they got to cut it down to like five or so. It might be a little easier. What do you guys think? You want to go try to go through now and see like who we think is going to be the best team in preseason or you're going to wait one episode and do that later.
2: I think we can you do it You us now. with whatever, Dad.
0: <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's give it a shot. All right, let's just start at Mav, right? So Mav, of course, there are there are many teams with over five people at the moment. Uh, Mav is always interesting to predict as well, and it'll get easier as we get into the season, particularly after preseason, because honestly, I feel like every season we see preseason, like one team does really well, and then they get to regular season, and they just, like, forget how to play the game from every league, not just Mav. So, you know, preseason is a good indicator, but we'll see, and we'll make a more accurate prediction. So a little tidbit there. As we get to regular season, guys, and we do more episodes, we'll make up more of our predictions there. Maybe do a cancer bracket or a desk bracket and see who has the most points, you know, whatever. But uh, it's it's always some good ideas to come through. You know, I'm just looking through these teams. I I think, you know, the one that stands out to me immediately is the Samurai. Uh, Obviously, they were really good two seasons ago, I want to say. Like 17 and 1. But they have a roster of experienced players. Of course, you got Huff, Kermit Soad. Like, it just feels like I am always a fan of experienced players known in the community are always pretty decent. But I want to know, you know, any other team that stands up to you guys? Do you agree? I mean, Max, let's just go ahead and start with you.
2: Uh, yeah, I agree with you 100% with the Samurai. Um, they were a solid team last year playing in Mav, um, but they just kind of like lost a lot of 3-2 series and couldn't quite get the wins. But this is obviously a new Mav. Like, all of the, almost all of the high performers from this past season have moved up to NDA, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so I, I think they're going to be really good. I also think the Terriers, that was a team that started off 5-0 and last year. They kind of fell apart a little bit, but they've got almost their full roster back. So I think you're absolutely right. The teams that are returning a lot of players are going to be the successful ones.
3: I agree with you, I think the mages could be good again this year, um, they did alright last year, Fort has no idea what he's doing but it's a good thing that Gala's there because Gala has his head on straight so I think they'll figure <laughs> it out, they have more than four players right now but I'm sure they'll thin it down and have a good roster.
0: Didn't Oinko go into one of the general channels and ask to be dropped from that roster? Like, I don't know if he was serious but I, I know he's on the-
2: that up that did happen. <laughs> that, that did happen actually. Um, I don't think Oinko knew who Fort was, but the Mages actually won the Mav League last season, Then, but they're only returning one player, OZ, who is the sub on that team. So I don't know how they're going to do this year.
0: Yeah. Nelson, what do you think? Who's your, who's your team Who's your team to look out for here in the preseason?
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to have to completely disagree with
0: you <laughs> on this one.
1: Um, especially with the Samurai. Um those two, now don't get me wrong, I don't know too, too much, so I might be a little wrong. These two players in Giraffe Huff and Kremit the only two I'm pretty sure are returning. I actually don't know if they were on Samurai last season. But if I remember correctly, neither of these two were really successful last season.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I understand like some of these players coming back and they're experienced, but that doesn't always mean they're going to be able to beat out the new talent. Because whereas a lot of this new talent we don't know much about, we do know that these players were... On the less successful side of Mav, so in my personal opinion, I'm going to have to go with this. I'm going to have to mention this captain's roster with Legend MC and Cub Nuts returning. And those were two players who actually did do pretty decent last season, if my memory serves me correct. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I got to shout out uh, the Raptors. We got we got apple pie. I made probably <laughs> the dumbest trade of my life to get him, but we got him.
0: Secure the bag, boys. Matters. It's all
1: that matters. <laughs> Secure the bag.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I agree. I, I remember casting legend, I'm pretty sure, from last season several times. I think it's just, I think really it boils down to, you know, as Max said, right, what kind of players are injected into Mav this season, right? Because as he said, you know, most left, most uh, elevated, at least to indie, if not higher. So what kind of players joined the league? what kind of players do these guys know and scout and things like that, and also how do they play together? Uh, there will be less mobility uh, for preseason, right? Because the P4, yeah, you can get like seven people, but you don't have that many people for Mav and Indy, so there will be less mobility. Who you got 2 you'll get, really. Uh, there's a few teams that need to fill their rosters out, maybe if they can find people, that kind of thing, but... So really, it's can you build your team? Can you work with your team? And I do think this is a question we asked actually last season of the podcast. You know, does how much effort does a GM put into each of his teams? Not just one or not just two. How much effort does he go through to help these teams, coach them, get the good vibes? Because that was another thing. You know, this, it happened mostly in AAA, but it happens really in every league. You do get some teams that get real big egos with each other and don't like each other, and that ruins a team, whether they're good or not. Uh, that's part of the reason why I liked the Samurai roster, because I know several of those guys do don't have the hugest of egos right so like all that has to come through but i think you're right i think really we're sort of spitballing i know some math players get upset when we talk about mav and things like that particularly on the desk but we can only give you our opinion right we don't have anybody mav on the desk at the moment uh, nobody mav asked to be on the desk so there is that uh so you know guys this is where reporters come in huge i say this every season almost every episode reporters mav reporters indie reporters all of you if you can come through and just give me a tiny little paragraph of like yeah the macaws look really good and also there was some drama and this team fell apart or this team might fall apart right I can use that and I can attribute your name to it and it will come it will be more genuine because you guys are in the league you know what's going on and we can see the channels at least me and LSM and clock can but it doesn't mean we follow all of Mav and know it to the tee, right so if you guys want to do that if it's something you're interested in it's not a huge hassle you know, contact me, get we'll get you in the server, we'll get you going. Uh, so, I, you know, I am curious, though, at least from this math perspective, one thing you almost never see in math, at least from my experience, is uh, what you'll see sometimes in P4 is players will play with some really good individuals in their org, and they'll actually, like, shoot up. So there'll be, like, a triple-A, MMR, and single-A by the end of it, and people get all upset or whatever. Do you see that a lot of math from you guys' experience? Do you think that something will happen this season? Or do you really think we're just it's going to be a really tight, close-knit battle with these new guys coming in.
2: Uh, last season, there were definitely a few standout players. In um, Mav, shout-out to Eternal, who's now on the indie affiliate team, Dr. Hitshot, who ended up was one of the players that ended up winning it. Um, they were better than a lot of players up in there that they were around, um I know the three of us queued together. I got up to, like, 1370 while I was in Mav. Um, lost it, but I think you will see a little bit of that. Some players shooting up really high. No one really got upset about uh, upset about it. Like in Mav, we were very cordial with, with each other. We loved each other. Um, there were certainly some arguments with a few unnamed players, but uh, <laughs> we worked around it. So, I, I, I don't think it'll be too crazy, but I certainly think there will be a few players who shoot up who just got the game and really do well.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, so, captains... Terriers and everybody else, the uh, samurai, we're looking at you, right? And, and if you guys want to be talked about on here, obviously just do your best, right? Do the best that you can. If you're top of the map, we'll pretty much talk about you a lot. We, we try to incorporate everybody in this podcast, so I will almost always do mav to major i will never leave somebody out unless we do a specific focused episode i want to move on though for time's sake uh, the only other question i have one well, we can discuss next episode guys a little teaser uh because we don't have the time to do it now is going to be do we like the idea of the or indie players that shot up to double a and keeping them on a team i personally don't i just don't think they can keep up with that level of play particularly even from new players that come through but we will discuss that guys next time so tune in if you guys are interested in that conversation uh moving to indie though is there anybody now from Indy, as we get through here, that sticks out for you guys? I mean, I, you know, I'll let you start uh, Klopp this time, you know, what anybody in here that really stands out to you?
3: Um, honestly, I haven't looked through the sheets too much, so I don't know all that much about Independence. So I'm going to pass on this one because I don't want to flame anybody or hype anybody up that I don't know.
0: <laughs> All right, LSM, you had a hot take last time, okay? You came completely out of left field. Start us off here. What are we doing? What are we talking about?
1: All right, so just going through this list real quick, I got to point out two teams, one being the Wildcats. The Wildcats roster is two of probably the best players on the Mages last season, leaving out Neutrino. And the Mages obviously won MAG last season, so... I'm hoping they'll be able to keep up some sort of momentum, keep playing well in this one league higher. And I mean, they were both amazing players, and they impressed me. So mm-hmm. really want to keep up with that. But I also want to keep up with the Wizards because that third player I talked about, Neutrino, went to that team, and they also have Xavier. Xavier was a player I heard. I've heard a lot about. I've heard he's decent. And I heard he can keep up really well in Indy. So. I think those two together would be a great roster.
0: Mm-hmm. I actually have to agree with you on the Wildcats. I was looking at that team as you were saying it. I like them for a number, re- uh, a number of reasons. First of all, their MMR cap, they utilized it well. Like you said, I recognize a lot of those players. I think that should be a really good team. I also know that Entity in the draft, right, He got he got sort of run roughshod over everybody seemed like they were ganging up against him but he seemed like he knew who he wanted on his team he seemed like he knew how to build a team so to round that roster out maybe he'll trade that kind of stuff but either way I think he put together a good roster so I'm curious to see and I I really have high hopes for this Wildcats team at least going through preseason because I agree with you fully I think they were good players the Wizards I like you know, neutrino. The, the thing about the wizards is, first of all, you need a fourth. But you know, does one player? You know, I know you're talking about Xavier, but let's just say neutrino, right? Does one player elevate a team in Indy past any of the others? I I'm not sure. You you know, first of all, we have to see do Xavier and neutrino work well together? Can Holy Pope carry them? I mean, he, I mean he is over their MMO, right? So can they work together? But beyond that, you know, you first of all you need another high tier player. So are you going to play Xavier neutrino, who are the two lowest rostered MMOs? That's another question, but. Can they keep up with a team of at least three that we know of good players from the Wildcats, right? And I think that's a question you're going to have going forward. But, you know, the only hope I would have of the Wizards is Shattered, as, you know, Klopp said. Fort doesn't know what he's doing. So, he is that GM of that Wizards team. So, Maxi, I mean, you know, we come through, obviously, you are know, talking about the Wildcats, talking about the Wizards. Anybody else that sticks out to you, or are you about the same in agreement with those two?
2: Uh, the team that's really sticking out to me is the Admirals. They have over five players right now, but they did pick up Vulcan in the draft. Vulcan was a player that I think scored eight goals in one game in in the finals in the <laughs> drafting circuit. Um, I mean, I, like whoever you're playing against, like eight goals is pretty good. Uh, so definitely definitely excited about that player. And then Jamonax is another player that I saw a little bit of last season um, that was an mm-hmm. ND. So I'm definitely looking for that team. Like you said, just one player can't really do everything, but um, I think they'll Get a good squad together.
0: I actually think they're a team, uh, the Admirals, that you're going to want to watch to see how they want to organize that team as well because they're in the interesting case of they have a lot of high-tier MMR players right now. So you'll do you, know, do you cut your highest-tier player that Jaminax, uh, as you talked about, uh, to, you know, have a roster of all sort of similar MMRs, or do you keep him and cut a low-tier player or a mid-tier player so you can fill that MMR cap correctly and then see what you can do from that single individual perspective. There's, you know, those two ways you can go with the team, and we really will be curious to see how they move forward. But, Klopp, I'll give you one last chance. Any team you want to talk about is now you maybe had a chance to look at it or you just want to go ahead and move on and keep your vote reserved. All right, right, we'll keep your vote reserved. <laughs> we'll talk about... We'll talk more about it towards the end of preseason. Really, you know, once teams are more finalized, it'll be a little easier to say, okay, I really have high expectations of this team or that team. But moving on, we're at single A, right? Single A. Anybody? Uh, I'll start once again. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I think the goals look pretty good. Um, they have a lot of players that I recognize. The goals were semi decent last season, or they were pretty good last season. But I think another, you know, dark horse team, at least in my opinion, could be the Pelicans. You know, so the two bird teams. Uh, you know, I like the way they've done their MMR distribution, and they seem like they know how to put these teams together. Of course, the worst team probably will be the Jester's. You got good old Dangerous Go on that team, so you got to, you know, put that out there. But I just think those two teams, they look well built. They look like they've got some good players on there, some players I recognize. But uh, so, yeah, the goals and the Pelicans for me are going to be the two to look out for, at least in preseason. But uh, LSM, let's go to you first. I mean, what do you think, brother?
1: All right. Having been in A last season, I'm going to have to agree on you on one of those teams. The goals? are, if they don't win at all, I am going to be more disappointed in Bidong than I ever have in <laughs> And that's saying something. Goal- <laughs> He's in Jet Chat okay. every day. <laughs> the goals were an amazing team last season, but they had by far MVP caliber player, the one who should have got it, Spacey, mm-hmm. on that roster. But, even without Spacey, Bidong, Captain Clutch, and Tabs were all three amazing players. And you threw in Mina, who a lot of people have said she was carried by Nuss. I haven't got to see her play, but I even even if you're carried by Nuss, if you are somewhat going up in MMR at the pace she went, you've ha- you have to be doing something. Mm-hmm. So Not just a potato sitting in net, hoping that
0: Nuss yeah, can carry you.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I really want to put up the goals roster. Now, just looking through here, I don't agree with the Pelicans. Um, three Two players on that roster, I played with one of them and the other just wasn't that good. From the season when I remember
2: mm-hmm.
1: so to pick out another team I'm really gonna have to look at this Genesis roster now mm-hmm. anyone who who paid attention to a last season is gonna laugh at me this roster was probably the number 16 spot worst <laughs> team in the league but I really think that now that they have some stuff right no you is gonna carry the other three because no you is a really really good player should be a lot higher than his MMR says mm-hmm. and with two players, with a player such as Spadle, who, I don't know, if anyone hasn't ever queued with him, you wouldn't really know this, but Spadle is a really smart and sometimes mechanical player. Mm-hmm. So, I really, I really think that roster would do well this season. Yeah,
0: I guess I was thrown off by the 205 cap space, but to be fair, uh, I think Spadle's probably got a lot of contract incentives, right? Considering he's max contract, you know, yeah. GM of the org, that kind of thing, so. But, all right, Klopp. I think... Yeah, go ahead, Elson.
1: All four players on that roster have an incentive.
0: Ah, okay. So that actually does make sense then why you would have so much That Yeah, that will be a roster to look out for, honestly. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, we'll get more to talk about as we go through. But Klopp, what do you think? Any team you're looking at for here?
3: Um, I think I would get yelled at by Max if I didn't say the Leopards are going to win it. But <laughs> I am going to be bold and say that he's going to finish second to last uh, right ahead of the Jester's. The- Oof. <laughs> the nice. It's nice. Uh, the team that I'm really looking at are the Cougars. The mm. Coug- or excuse me, not the Cougars, the uh, the Eskimos. They have they drafted Khan, who already made the R L P C Twitter because he looks cracked. They have Trent, or Four, who is a very experienced player, um, a very experienced player in a and will be a good captain and a good person to build around and having Khan there with him I think he is going to fit really well in with that roster I'm kind of excited to see who they have as their third player and then as their subs. they have five players on the team right now but um, I think that's a team to look forward to
0: okay Max you come through I know you're probably going to have to say the leopards but what do you think brother
3: Uh, well
2: hopping off the Eskimos thing we i am also very excited about the eskimos I actually have a scrim against them tonight at nine so um hopefully we don't get blasted too hard but i think we'll have to do a replay review after that one but uh <laughs> team i'm looking out for um Miners, serve is definitely a hyped up player um again that pink ssl tourney tag we'll have to see if that's legit um the another team that we scrimmed last night that also looked really good were the tempest um scraps and disbay were doing really well and then the last team to look at um is the stallions the stallions are kind of an enigmatic team i would say um one of my best friends zero is the AGM of that team they they demo a lot uh and they they go after the ball very heavily chasing the great is on the team um i'll just say it. i think they'll surprise people like it, you can't when I was playing against them, I couldn't know what they were gonna do ever. It was incredibly hard to predict, and it yeah. just like worked. Like, we we lost. Um, so shout out to them. I think that literally every game is gonna be a coin flip. So it's the it's just, it's all about the odds with them.
0: Yeah, and from that starting team, I remember Sky High Nitro. I remember casting him. He was a decent individual. And I actually, you know, I think as grand total, I am expecting a lot of good things from single a i think it will be really close like a lot of good teams coming through from each division uh because you saw so much effort in the draft go forward to picking these single a players up i just think that there there is a lot of talent here a lot of recognizable names and and that's what makes this one so hard to predict at least starting off right i think there's so much potential for almost every one of these teams so far That I, I, it's just so hard to choose one that I'm like, this is going to be like the Bulls of last season, right? The one's going to blow everybody else out, and it's just too good. I think there's just such a good smattering of talent across so many teams that Single A will be, to me, one of the leagues to watch going into season 15 here of the RPC. But you know, we all have different opinions on this one, and I think that's valid for the same reason. I think that each team has so much talent. It's really going to come down to who can impress us in the preseason and moving forward. So, moving to Double A. Uh, however, as we want to, you know, keep the time rolling here. Uh, you know, I'm going to start with you once again, LSM. I mean, anybody in AA you're really looking out for here?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's really a lot of teams. Um,
0: being in this league,
1: i looked into it a lot. And, I mean, the Barracuda, I'm going to look out for them again for sure with True D and Dragon Ball staying on that roster. And Left Stick, if I remember correctly, he was on your team last season, right, yeah. Cop? Yes, he
3: was.
1: Yeah, so... He was he was a very good player on the Jaguars, so that's three scary players on one team. So the Barracuda probably going to do good again, and then behind that, I mean, a lot of competitive rosters. I think the Mustangs might be scary. I Trash Zap Stick. I believe Trash and Stick were both AAA last season. So, and then finally, I mean, the Warriors. I'm kind of looking out for. They have Irony, and he is probably one of the better double a
0: players i know of yeah max what do you think brother uh
2: i know Klopp's here i'm all in on the jaguars um (laughs) obviously Klopp, great player prison mike is like a little brother to me um fantastic player really really getting along and i know slimy um from single a last year did some six minutes really good and then timed in is a really good player uh, mm-hmm. I follow him on TikTok. It's some good plays. I think the Jaguars are going to kill it. I heard through the Grapevine that they kind of beat down on the Barracuda and a couple other teams that are supposed to be really good in A So I would look out for them. I'll say it so cloth as I have to.
0: <laughs> I clop. what your response to that one I, what do you think? I have
3: no problem saying it. Uh, <laughs> Dragon is washed. Rustic is bad. True Sunny D is the only good player on that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just kidding. Yikes. Uh, they're, Yikes. They're a good, they're a good team. Um, when we scrimmed them, it was their first time really playing together, so I know that they're going to improve. They're going to figure it out. They're going to be a solid team to contend with. I think the Jaguars are going to be very good. Uh, I have some good chemistry with my players already. Uh, Times I've played with for a little while, and Slimy was in the ORB last season, so i played with him too. Uh, mm-hmm. Prism, Mike, and I have been grinding a bit. Um, so I think it'll be good. Uh... Warriors, we scrimmed against them. They beat up on us pretty good. I, I do worry about them. Zap is a very good player. I think the Mustangs roster is going to be good, but there are ways to beat them.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I think those are really my standouts right now. Um, Vultures, I it, it might be a hot take. I think that they might actually be okay this season. I, I think, I think TDS Richard gone.
0: could do that. I think he could pull them up.
3: I think it's Kitsune no really i I think he's gonna change it for him is that hakuna
0: yeah he changed his name (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. we denied that name like eight times till he finally did it go ahead (laughs) wait i denied that recently that shouldn't
1: be his name all right all all seriousness (laughs) all that roster is good except hakuna all respect to hakuna he did good in playoffs when i was on his team last season but no, 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 no. no. <laughs> that, he is the sub. If he is not benched, I'm confused. <laughs> well, Shout out, out to
2: the Pythons, too. Um, oh, don't yeah. know much about Anonymous and Reflex, but I saw Tropical, and I think it was the AAA Drafty circuit. Great player. Really stood out in that. And then as long as LSM doesn't throw, I think they'll be uh, locked for the
0: playoffs. What mm. <laughs> well, I, I think Double A is going to be the true test of can one player beat a team, or can a team always dumpster that one player who's good? And I think why I say that is, you know, I, I like the Barracuda because I like True Sony D. I remember him MVP caliber player, but I'm not as familiar with the rest of that team. Lestic, yeah, he was in the award. I know of him somewhat. Dragon Balls, I've seen him around. He was okay. But True Sony D to me, make or breaks that team, even though his MMR is a little lower. And so you have to wonder if he's the only good one of that team, or can he beat a team like the jaguars so i think as long as you keep Klopp on the bench would be really good right so <laughs> you know i think I, I do like the jaguars i think again that that chemistry of having Klopp and Slimey back together Klopp saying he's played with timed in I, I recognize prison mike like i think that's a good team because you have that team chemistry already there right you don't have to work on it you don't have to know how each other plays you you'll know each other will play you're going to show up you're not going to have the bad vibes i think that's huge for a team Uh, There are certain teams, so so I think those are my top two right now. The Jaguars and possibly the Barracuda, depending on how they come together as a team. You know, one team I really don't like, though, just to throw it out there, is the Lightning right now. I don't know half the players, and the ones I do were all draft E-Circuit. Like, I don't know how this team was built. They still have 238 cap space left. Like, I just... When you have all these unrecognizable players that you all just drafted into one team, it just sort of felt like you were putting together a team that just see how it fits while you worked on your other ones like i just don't like the team especially because if you're gonna do that get your cap space down to as low as you can just get good players right that's where you start your building blocks for that team so i don't like this team maybe they'll come out and surprise us but for me i just don't like the way this team was built you know some other teams that i have some questions on uh, will be the pythons right you know obviously lsm mouse i know you guys but i don't know how you play i agree with max tropical looked really good in the drafty circuit How does that team come together? And yeah, the Vultures will be a question. The Warriors, I like the Warriors. And I do like Irony. I know the reason why he got dropped from the Panthers organization. But I do think as a player, he's really, really, really good. He subbed in and did really well for the AAA a couple times. So I do think he alone will answer another question of having that one star power player. Does he make or break that team? Right? Can he carry them over a solidly put together team like the Jaguars or another one? So for me, my team to definitely watch out for are the Jaguars and... Honestly, the Barracuda. I like the Warriors as a dark horse. I don't like the Lightning. We'll see how that team goes together. But uh, you know, I'll give you guys a chance to respond. Do you guys like this Lightning team or not? Like, I, I just, I don't think it was built correctly. I just don't like the way it was like all drafty all the time, and with so much cap left.
3: It, it looks like they, they just didn't know what to do and just threw players in. And it just, I don't know. It, it, it's weird to me. It's mm-hmm. very, very weird.
1: I think Krazix is the only draftee on that roster actually. Aiden, I'm pretty sure was independent. Redwater last was
0: drafty, I remember casting Redwater him on the draftee. i I'm pretty sure I, I remember. I know
1: Washed Washed no, was a Red, fan.
0: So oh, is he? I thought he was.
1: Yeah, actually, yeah, Craix is the only draftee because both Washed and Redwater were on that roster last season, I'm pretty sure. And then Aiden came from independent.
0: Yeah, and see independent to double A. I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Like I said, we'll talk about that next time, but I'm not a fan i agree i just don't think they look like they were put together like like they understood what they were doing they just sort of were like yeah you were in the org sure here you go please, please prove
3: it
0: yeah i mean absolutely like i'm not trying to bash these these players right i just i don't understand that team i, I just truly don't but uh you know one thing we didn't talk about was the Lynx. they were a really good team last season for a while uh with gallon and runas they seem like they could be okay. Season Carps a good player. I remember him, but I I don't know too much about these guys. That's why I didn't want to mention them. Uh, you know, seeing how they were doing. I also know Gala's schedule is sort of in flux, so I don't know if he get to play a lot.
3: They'll definitely be a solid team. So. Give him a little bit of time;
0: they'll be a good team. All right, you heard it here first, the AA expert indeed. So we will go to AAA here. Uh, now you know I've been going back to AAA chat just to look around. AAA's landscape has changed considerably. Uh, and, and in changed to the point now that, uh, you know, I'm curious... I, I, I wouldn't be able off the top of my head to say any good teams. The only team that I think could be good, like could be the best, is the Bulldogs. Nanites is a really good player. Stites is a really good player. The problem that I have with that roster is once again, do they keep the ego in check? I think Nanites did a phenomenal job of doing that towards the end of last season. Yeah, he had some blowups with A Esther and stuff like that. But on the whole... What he was in the beginning of last season and what blew that Heat team up and what he was at the end of just, I'm going to focus on the game and do my own thing and whatever, say what you want in chat, were phenomenally different. And so I think if if they can keep that, that Nanites, and I know Stites, he's a good guy. He gets a little frustrated when they lose, but he's still on the whole tries to work to better his team. I think that could be a really solid, scrims all the time, plays together all the time, put together roster on that Bulldogs team. That being said, there are a lot of teams now that are just... You know interesting. I think the geese could be good, but in the same way, I think if I was to predict a team right now that's gonna explode, the geese would be my number one team. And I say that because of Justin and Flip. Flip, I know has you know he goes into chats a lot, some ego there and I just do not think about four games into Justin's just hit the ball just just do it. just do your thing. <laughs> just flip reset. just do it. I don't think four games into that of losing, with him giving those kind of comms, if he continues to do that like he did with us, that Flip will be like, yeah, this is where I want to stay. I think Flip will be like, dude, I can't do it. Like, I just cannot do it. Like, so I think they're really good players, but I don't think that team is going to stick together if he does that. I just don't. Uh, so, so my team to look out for is going to be the Bulldogs. Uh, there are some teams that I think, like the Owls, I don't like. I don't like the Owls at all. Uh, I think you take a good player in Spacey, but he's lower tier. Moves to Double A, and then you've got a, a team of players that I wouldn't say are going to be the top of Triple A, but that's just me. So I think my team really to look at for is going to be the Bulldogs. My team to look at to explode, at least for right now, is going to be the Geese.
2: I gotta cut in here. So you say the Bulldogs and you don't like the Owls. I heard through the grapevine the Owls smacked the Bulldogs in a scrim, like absolutely obliterated them. If they, they, they did that, the Dog seven carried. nothing, seven nothing. They lost seven games in that scrim. That's what I heard. I don't know. It could be falsified information, but like Revy was clipping on the Bulldogs. that That's what I heard. So I don't know. I think the Bulldogs might be the team that's already starting to fall apart. Um, that could happen.
0: Like I said, if Nanites doesn't keep the ego or, or someone on the team doesn't, I don't know about Noss and Roasty, right? If they were, I could see that happening too. But what other teams you like in Max? I mean, any, anybody else really stick out to you? I think, I think just, Trojans. Oh. Okay. I just wanted to just put it out there. Uh mucks and cream, really I think are gonna yeah. take that team to the next level, honestly. But uh, yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, I just wanted to put that out there as I looked at it. You're
2: good. Uh P Shooter too actually on the Trojans. A lot of people talk about P a lot, but like I watched the I watched the game by P I was like, Wow, like why did people like crap on P so much? Here's why when
0: you are a AAA player <laughs> and you play against P Shooter, it's very easy to counter P shooter. It's very easy in two ways. All he does is sit on your offensive end, so all you gotta do is kill him and if he does that and you can get it past him he is never on defense so you have a 2v3 almost every single time that's how you beat p shooter i just heads up to all triple a players that's how we beat p shooter <laughs> i know we didn't win but that's how we beat him we just couldn't beat typhon because typhon was in the backfield all of the freaking time that man was like a brick wall just saying so that's how you beat him though you, you keep him on your offense which he does anyway so that's why i would say that
2: Yeah, on the topic of Justin too um, I've been talking to Justin, we're pretty good buds I know that he's changed a lot um, with his comms uh, like, he would play games with me, and he, would, he he would carry me, and he was, like, really good about it, and he wasn't, like, toxic at all. He, like, took a trip to Canada, and it, like, changed his life, man. So. <laughs> he went and <laughs> saw the Niagara Falls, and yeah, <laughs> just, man. He, he he understood the, the meaning of life. life. Yeah, he saw the beauties in life, but I, <laughs> I think he's ready to be a good play for his team. but So, yeah, I agree with you. Those are the teams to look out for. I don't know what's going on with the Bulldogs, um, especially with the Owls. I think it was opposite day or something, um, mm. but...
0: Well, uh, Klopp, I, I, I want to go to you next, but I just want to say I, I, I didn't mean to say Justin is toxic, but that mental that he had did not go well with our team. Just put it out there. It's not that he's toxic, but you have to learn to try, especially with a player like Flip. But all right, Klopp, what do you think? What's going to be your Triple A team? See, I graduated from Triple A, so now I can say all the smack I want. I like, yeah, can do whatever. Absolutely,
3: you can be as toxic as you want. And it doesn't matter because you're not there. Um, I, I agree. I like the Bulldogs. I, I think that they are definitely the, the standout right now. I think the Geese could be very good. Um, I agree with you. I do not like the Owls. Basil, I love you. Re- Revi, you're a great guy, but you guys have egos. I want to see <laughs> when this team has some adversity, if those egos come out and it causes a panic and an absolute implosion. Mm-hmm. Uh, that concerns me. The Pioneers, I don't like. You have two players on a team. Taco, I, I love you. You're my boy. But you have you and J-Mac. And J-Mac's suspended, I believe, right now. Uh, so
0: He's getting a little spicy, too, in some of the GM chats. Yeah, so, yeah.
3: I, I, I haven't seen specifically. but So you basically have one player on a roster. And J-Mac, who's the GM, is suspended and hasn't signed any players. I, I'm very, very worried for that or...
0: I think, personally, J-Mac probably will end up quitting being GM. If he, if he continues to say the stuff he's been saying, I think he quits, and then they're left with one guy. So I agree with you there.
3: Well, what's Saturn going on, too?
0: That is a good question.
3: Saturday. Sign some players. <laughs> Please.
0: Get somebody. It's preseason Please. time, everybody. Come on.
3: I'm begging you.
0: All right, Allison, what do you think? What's going to be your team here?
1: Yeah, I'm going to come out left field, and I'm going to start off with the Bobcats. Um... paper paper is a really good player from what i've seen he's he's i've ran into him a few times in six fans he's he can hold his own and i think when you have a player like kato who kato i from what i've told he might grow an ego at times but when it comes down to it he's a solid player and LC Spirit's really the one on the roster that's going to make me think a little bit because he came from the Cardinals last season, the A roster. And I played the Cardinals three times last season. Once with the Cougars, got 3 0'd. Once with the Jester's, 3 0'd them. And then got 3 0'd again with the Stallions. So he's a good player, but he's not consistent. Yeah. He really changes. So, and then Z, I don't know much about Z. So that's.
3: I, I can touch on Z. Um, mm-hmm. He right. is not a very flashy player, he can be, but the, the way that he fit in our system last season is he was a blanket for all of our freaking mistakes. It was, clock, go for the ball, irony, go for the ball, you guys shoot, you score, I'll clean up, when Lustig wasn't there, and we were running those three. Uh, he doesn't score flashy goals, but he is a solid, solid player and is just a blanket for the entire team. I would love to see him play a different role on this team, but um, I don't think he stood out last season because of that.
0: Well, I think my problem with this team is you have a bunch of graduate players, so you don't have many AAA, like, yes, they're now in AAA, right? But my problem with a team like this is if if you were familiar with AAA last season, much of the best of AAA, which you still have a lot of those players in AAA at the moment, was players who, on a good day, were major level, but on a bad day were you know like single A so they would stay in that triple that A MMR range because they were so inconsistent all the time they never could go to one or the other and so you have that those same caliber of players and if you put a team like this a team of people who have come up but in my opinion it, it, P4 the reason you go up is your consistency goes up not because you can suddenly hit quadruple flip resets but because you know how to defend, rotate, boost manage mm-hmm. that's my problem with this team is it feels like it's a bunch of graduates who maybe will not be able to keep up With the speed of a team like the Trojans. But I don't know, right? Because there are new players on a lot of these rosters. And once again, egos start to come into the question. Especially for AAA. So we'll see how these teams go together. Or if they fall apart. Like we said, maybe the Geese. Maybe the Bulldogs. We'll see, right? Preseason, I think, will be a big indicator. That's the time a lot of teams should fall apart if they're going to. Uh, Trying to speed this up here, though. Major. Alright, guys. Last time, of course, you had the very disappointing performance of the Bulls in the championship last season. But... What do you guys think? What are you going to be your major teams? LSM, let's start with you.
1: All right. There's there's a lot to touch here because a lot of good teams, but obviously I got to start with last season's champs, I believe. Was it the Spartans? Okay. No. No, it was the Panthers. The Panthers. It was the Panthers okay. versus the Spartans in well, the championship. Then, yeah, I'll go backwards, then I'll start with the Spartans still. I think the Spartans are still going to be an amazing roster because mm-hmm. I got the pleasure of casting the semifinals match between the Spartans and the Lumberjacks, And this was Lumberjacks with Chickens, who is a 2K level player. Mm -hmm. And that was probably one of the best matches I've ever got to cast, especially the Spartans' defense. Mm -hmm. And I think if they can play like that again throughout the season, they'll be good. And that's the reason I really like them. But behind that, you have the Sharks, who this is going to be a test of can a player carry, in my opinion. Nuss is a good player. I believe he's gotten up to SSL now. He but is. Slice. This this player I've heard so much about but never got to see play. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping he's as good as I've heard. And y'all might be able to tell me a little bit more about him, but I, I don't know about him. I'll,
0: I'll go last here because I have the most experience obviously in Major and on that team. So I want to go with you, Klopp, here. What do you think? Who's going to be your teams to look at?
3: Uh, if the Panthers don't win, I might leave my lord. Uh... I'm really excited to see Gat play again. He hasn't played in a few seasons. Uh, Deluxe and insanity are both nuts. And then Kiro, uh, shout out to Gala for trading me, him, because I borked it in the draft. Uh, I think that's going to be a really, really solid roster. I think the Bulls are going to be good again. Um, Sores is really good. Ryan's good. Dale's good. Uh, Bugs, uh he's my boy, so I got a good shout out to him too. I think
0: those two are kind of the teams to look kind out of right for Hmm. Alright, Max, what do you think, brother? I
2: agree. Panthers 100%. That looks like a nuts team. Um, but I'm looking at the Lions, the the Bulls killers from last year. I believe they beat the Bulls three times that season. Yep. The only team to beat the Bulls. We got Arrow Tides and Mike back, and then Typhon, too, who was mm-hmm. on the AAA team. One of the best, if not the best, players in AAA, where Major is populated with Tons of AAA players, so still going to be a really solid player in major. I think that the Lions are another team to look out for.
0: I completely agree because I think Typhon, I think he, to me, would be the best AAA player of last season because I think he did what most players can't do, which is literally drag that Tigers team by their bootstraps up to the championship playoffs. Without him, that team was done. They were just done. And then he comes through and he performs amazing the back half of the season and pulls them to playoffs. He played us very well. He was the reason we got beat twice by that team, that Tigers team. He was just phenomenal, especially on the defense. I think Mike comes through. I played him in ranked before. He's pretty good. You know, Tides Arrow. I think that is a good team. I also really like the Spartans. You bring back the two players who everybody were like, these are the reason they made it to championships, and Jost and, and QZK, I think it's how you say it, Jost, I, I got corrected on that several times. I think Jaybert and Niccolo are both good players as well, I think Niccolo you keep as your sub though, but but either way, he's still a good player. And I think that Jost and Ghost, or Jost and, Ghost, Jost and QZK together will once again carry this team forward if they put forth the effort. Now, I would agree with the Panthers if you keep Kiro on the bench. Here's my problem with Kiro, I said this, and I not want to be mean during the, the full production, but I can say this here as my opinion. Kiro to me, uh, so I had a discussion with some some individuals about Kiro. Here's the thing about Kiro. Kiro looked good in drafty circuit, but he only looked good because he played AAA players, and he could just air carry over them. You can't do that in major. There are players in major that is, are going to demolish him, and I have heard about him queuing with major level players. The problem with him is he does not pass. He goes for air carries. He tries to beat people one-on-one, and he can't do it. I've heard that from multiple individuals. He just does not know how to play at a major level. So I think you keep him on the bench. And you keep Gatman, Deluxe, and Sandy. Deluxe and Sandy, phenomenal players. I had them on my LVT team in United Rogue. They're fantastic. Gatman, I played with them in Ranked. He's pretty good. I think they will be a good middle tier team. But I'm not sure if they will break into top tier. I think they could. I think Deluxe is going to be, to me, the guy that has to do that. I think he has to carry that team to the top because what he gained from playing with Bits to me was incredible. Him and Bits were easily two of my favorite players in Major. I think they were incredible. I think he's got to be the onus for that team to be a top tier team. Now, you talked about the Sharks. Slice is indeed an incredible player. I got to do some in-houses with him. He's really good. But, I think you can shut him down with another really good player. A Jost or a Deluxe will shut him down. And the rest of that team, I... Have my reservations about. Nuss is really good. I think Nuss would be a surprising standout in Major. I think he has the ability to air carry, you know, dribble, that kind of stuff. He's really good, and I think he can perform well. My problem comes with Grambo DTR. Now, I love you, Grambo. Okay, you're a really good guy. I like talking to you. I had heard from multiple individuals that Grambo should not have been kept on that team over me. Grambo was not a great player in AAA. He did not have good results. DTR, I dumpstered in ranked. And I, I when I played him, nope. Not at all. Not a major level player. And I'm 1693. I'm the bottom of major. I'm like, no, not there. Uh, I just don't think... I think this is, again, like you said, a case of Slice and Nuss have to carry that team. They truly have to carry that team. Because I do not think they have a third that you could rely on. You have to keep him on your backfield and hope he can make the save. It's just personally, my personal opinion, I think that's how that team is built right now. I don't like it, but they're all friends. So that does come into play, right? Having that fun, that friendship might elevate them at least on a third man perspective especially if they grind so th- that's my reservation right now on the Sharks team uh, but I do think the slice is really good I just think once again you can shut him down with another good player he-, he wasn't anything like incredibly special like that like like a bits, right I just don't think he's that level I think it's fair to say that Other than that, I agree with you guys. There's not a whole lot else that really stands out to me here in Major. Now, I'm going to get a lot of shit for saying a lot of this stuff because I'm in Major, and I think I'm going to end up playing as I got moved to the Captain of the Pirates today. But, like, I personally wouldn't keep myself playing unless, like, like in terms of, like, I would put others above me unless I can't find a good team there Uh, running some tryouts tonight. I, you know, here's the thing. The other team that I'm curious about right now are the Bulls. First of all, I don't like the Ascension. You kept a lot of your same people that did not do well last season. But the Bulls, to me, they could be good, they could be bad. If this is the same Ryan that tried to come in the server and meme on me, he's got an ego. He's got a big ego. And I didn't sign into my one of my LVT teams, which is why I think he doesn't like me. But, uh, Sores is good. But you do see Sores as an ego. And they fell apart in the championships. And so I wonder, can this team go to the distance? I think they can. I think they'll go be a really top tier team, but I do not think they're a championship caliber team yet. I want to see them. So i uh,
3: add one more thing. Yeah, go for it. Real quick before we end. Uh, I am really sad not to see Rec playing this season. Um, mm-hmm. I was really, really excited to hear when he was going to go back playing, and then he just hasn't gotten picked up by a roster. And I understand why. I get it. He's, he's a 2K player. It's hard to fit. If you have a 2K player in your roster, your fourth is going to have to be uh, close to a m- low minimum tier player. For that, for spot. I get it. I'm just sad that I'm not going to see him play again this
0: season. Did he want to play? Did he come through and ask to play? Or... Yeah, he said he was going to play this
3: season. But...
0: Yeah, he I remember him. He never knows.
3: He might I remember playing. him. He's good. I
0: mean, yeah, he's good, but.
2: Like, you just mentioned the Ascension. You have 376 cap space. You have three players on there. I'm pretty sure that's contract. the.
0: Yeah, that's the exact same team from last season, and they did not perform well. Like, I love Carnitas; I played with them in A the first season here, but they did not do well at all. <laughs> you've got these players,
2: Rec, Growl, Lancer, and these high MMR players. Why don't you try and get another, like, really solid player to go and try and um, coagulate that roster that, w- that wasn't doing well last year? Uh, the Kings, for example, you've got 2,100 cap space try and get wrecked. A lot of these teams, they have a lot of flexibility. Lumberjacks, 235, and they're not using it. But, like, there's teams like the Whitecaps, Sharks, Panthers, 2, 2, and 5. I think a lot of it's going to come down to here with the interesting like, variation of the cap spaces, is just how well you can use your cap, and some teams clearly just aren't even trying.
0: Yeah, well, I will say, the one thing we haven't considered is, uh, Major is the only league that I've ever been in in which... Uh, A player will ask you as a captain, uh, you know, you'll go, hey, do you want to play for my team? And for almost everything else, triple A, double A, single A, indie, math, people will just go, yes, I want to be on this team. I want to be on a team. Major is the only one in which the response you get 99% of the time is, who's on the team? A lot of these guys will refuse to sign with a team if they don't think they're worth anything or don't recognize the players. Which is actually really interesting, because I figure if you join a community, you want to play anyways, but they'll refuse. They'll be like, Mm-mm, I don't like, you know, dead medic, so I'm not going to play on that team. And you're like, okay, good luck, I guess. And then they stay free agent, and they wonder why. And you're like, because you said you didn't want to play with these guys. So that has to happen in Major. So it also is a question of, does Rec want to go to those teams? So there is that. Uh... But yeah, so I think Major is sorta of in flux and I'm really curious to see how the preseason goes. So those are our very, very too early to predict predictions of who we think will be good, bad, etc. We will see and we'll make some updated ones as we get into the regular season after we get some preseason stats. But we're just about running out of time here, guys. The last segment I wanted to do is, so I ask you guys every season, same thing. I will put a form up. It's going to be in our RLPC uh, redirect discord. So again, join there if you guys are interested in the discord uh, or in the in the show. We, we will ping you when we're alive and everything. Uh, it is a forum, and I, I'll try to put it in chat maybe, for you to put community topics. We love community topics. We love to answer your questions. So, going forward, you know, if you want to say, like, why is Claw bad, whatever, like, you know, those are fine, but whatever, like, try to do some real true questions. We will answer them. on... Yeah. Yeah. Fort's going to come through and ask you 100%. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah. So, but what we're going to do next time is we still are probably not going to have a bunch of it. So, if you guys can generate enough questions, then 100%. Let's get it rocking, guys. I love community segments. Uh, Otherwise, we might tune into some of the suggestions and give our takes on them. Uh, We ran out of time today, so we're not going to do that. We had a lot of good conversation again, guys. Thank you guys for joining me on this desk. Of course, you guys will be here every time guests will probably start either next time or the time after, I think probably the time after once we're getting into regular season, but either way guys so put those uh, questions on the community thing Uh, I'll I'll post it, it's just a Google form really easy, you don't even gotta put your name to them if you don't want to, if you want to ask a toxic question, but with that guys, we are gonna wrap this up, thank you guys for tuning in, for listening, for watching, whatever you do once again, I'm gonna try to get these uploaded on YouTube Spotify, that kind of thing, so thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next time